Welcome everyone, we're about to begin Be'ezus Hashem, uh, the sixth shear in these letters, Mechtav Adrocha HaMiyuches, and we're going to today finish the first letter, which is the Igeres to the Bocher, the one who is about to get married, and we're going to start Mechtav Be'ez, the second letter, which is Chayvas Gavra, which is already talking to a married man. Now, just to uh, be Messiah, this request of the feedback that we mentioned a few times. I'm just going to add one more point, and then we're going to move on. Um, what I wrote before last week, and what I want to request from you who have time to listen, to please listen to Shalom Bayis, Sheer number 20 to 26, which we gave a while ago. If you don't have it or in, in storage, then WhatsApp me or email me and Belineda, I will send you the Shiurim. And it is the, basically an explanation on, on a, a letter written in and published in the Sefer Ali Shur Chelek Allah by Rabbi Walbo about these struggles in the teenage years. And if one listens from 20 to 26, like I wrote in the note, in complement to, to, to this letter, which we are about to finish now, to evaluate as you're listening to it whether as reading this now as a married man would this have helped me or hurt me or what parts of what I said in those shiurim or in these shiurim would you have wanted to hear when you were 14 years old or so and it would have helped you and what parts of this between 20 and 26 in Shalom shiurim and the letter that I did till now that it would have been better that I would not know or not be told when I was 14 or 15 years old. And for the women listening to this, now I believe I did recall that the the, the even though 20 to 26, the Ali Shur is written towards Bahram, over there I believe that, and I said, and I that's my own personal opinion, but I know people will disagree, that... With the the girls understanding a little bit of this, if they have this maturity, would help them also, even if they're not married yet. But I understand why people would not agree with that. So what I'm asking on the women's side of the feedback is not a, as a teenage girl, which is interesting anyway. You don't have to answer that. If you would have heard this as when you were 14 or 15, what would you feel about this? Would this have disturbed you? Would this have... Uh, uh, created more problems for you or not? That's not really my main question. So, you know, if you want to answer it, fine. If not, not. My real question is not when a girl is 14 or 15. I'm asking this when the girl is Kala age or already married, a young married wife going into marriage. She's just starting out. If she would have listened and heard and the, the sheer that, that was just given the last five from the marriage letter and this and 20 to 26 of the Ali Shur that we explained, what would would she have said to herself or t- that it's Baruch Hashem, I'm glad I, I, ha- I, under- I listen to this material now because now I understand my husband better, I understand his nature better and it'll enhance our Shalom bias and it'll give me more sensitivity or not, or meaning there's things here that I didn't need to know and it was better that I, you know, to, to leave that to my husband and and let him handle that type of thing. And I don't need to know these things. 
which side of it do you feel or what material in here would have been beneficial and what material in here would not have been beneficial to listen as a young married woman. And also when you when women are listening to this, whether you are younger and don't yet have teenage sons or whether you already are in the matzav where you're, you know, your, your children are already close to bar mitzvah age or they're already teenagers that here is where also the question is, is whether by listening to the Shiurim here and the Shalom Bayes 20 to 26, whether you would have been a more understanding and, 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 and loving and caring, um, you know, son, a mother towards your teenage son regarding these matters or not, or you would say, no, this is, this is something that is, um, not wouldn't have helped me and just to understand that sometimes like i said even though ideally a father if it's a parent that's capable of giving over certain things to their sons or daughters usually it would be the father talking to the sons and the mother to the daughters but as we mentioned a few times because of personality differences and other reasons some sons are much more comfortable talking to their mothers about these matters and some daughters are more comfortable talking to their father about these matters, even though normally you wouldn't say so. So that is another factor to consider. So let's move on. We're going to finish this letter. We're in page six, the last paragraph there. Some I'll say the words, some I'll say outside. And then you could read the words. But the bottom line is, he says over here, one needs to understand that when you reach the, the, the married life, ain kan yirida chas v'shalom b'shom prat. Don't look at it as you're going down in Ruchnias. Even though you were told all along and true that expressing the sexual urge to the, in, in, the, for the, in the streets or for outside purposes is taka a tremendous yerida. It brings you down. But in married life, when you have and you remain strong with your Kedusha and, and now you're, it's a Devar Mitzvah towards your wife, then it's not. Rather, now is the time to use this oitzer. You covered it up all these years, you locked it up, you protected it. And that's, by the way, uh, 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 why, why one of the reasons I feel that a, 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 a bacher should know this and a girl should know on her aspects of sexuality too, because as a teenage, when they are struggling sexually, if they visualize to themselves and think, what am I doing by holding back? What am I doing by by overcoming my Yetzirah in these matters? I am saving this precious treasure for when I get married. And now that you're married, in the right time, in the right place, you open up that treasure. Now you could start using that treasure and bringing it out to be the the will of Hashem. So there's no reason to get confused. The reverse is true. You should be the simcha of this mitzvah to use these kaychais to be in the mitzvah of Hashem and to praise Hashem now you thank Hashem for the sexual urge. You thank Hashem. You realize now that even though struggles, yes, it's an Esayan and I have to fight it, but this urge, this taiva, is a good thing. It's used for a mitzvah now. 
And by the way, even though this is not emphasizing on the female side of it, but on the female side as well, on their, um, they have a chilek of this kiyama mitzvah. This sounds unusual, but from the when they, as a married woman, feel the need besides leil tefillah, but whenever they have that sexual need that they need that, that is their shlemus. They are being participating in the kiyama mitzvah. If a wife needs this from her husband at any given night and you express it indirectly usually, which is more ideal, obviously, but then the husband goes and does his best to fulfill it. You are helping him with his mitzvah. You are a chilek of that mitzvah. It is you that brings the shechina down together with your husband. And and in the same time, even you're giving towards your husband in these areas during the time of intimacy is bringing shlemus to you. It's the opposite. It's not the opposite of tznius. That is tznius, like we explained in other shiurim, and that is kedusha. Even though you are receiving pleasure and giving pleasure, it is kedusha. So you need to understand that there's no stira. There's no contradiction between feelings of yirashamayim in your heart and this urge, because Adaraba, this is the will of Hashem. He wants you to use these kaiches. Hashem wants you to use these powers, these urges, to be Mekai in this mitzvah. And that's why. In other words, yes, part of the sexual urge issue is to be a test for a person to see how his year Shemayim is. But that's not the ikr. The ikr of this urge is to use it for kiyam mitzvah. To open up that oitzer when you need it. And when Hashem wants you to use it. So remember that. I believe that remembering that and knowing that in the back of your mind as a teenage boy and as a teenage girl. When there is that sexual urge. If you realize Hashem put it there. And he's telling you, guard it. Right now, fight it tooth and nail or put your mind off it till you get married. But don't, it's not for naught. You're saving it. It's an oitzer. You're protecting it. You're taking a jewel and you're covering it up and you're protecting it and keeping it clean and keeping it good. And then when you get married, I want you to use it. And then you open it up and I want you to open it up and use it the right way. That's why, and also the keem of this mitzvah it does not contradict the, the, the watching of your eyes because just like till now, as an unmarried person, you have to watch not to awaken a sexual urge except for a keem mitzvah, right? So the, so the truth is that now, being married, you have to keep that as strong. You have to watch your eyes on, from the streets, and in the Nida period, even with your wife, as an example, you express feelings of love that are permitted to be expressed and should be expressed in the Nida period, by the way, which is separate shiurim. But again, certain things you can't. So there's also a little bit holding back, even with one's own wife and husband, during the period where a wife is in Nida. 
But the bottom line is, is when used the right way, you open it up. So I'm not going to say the rest of this letter inside, but this is more or less the gist of this letter. And um, again, in advance, I'm appreciating your feedback. Again, you could do it anonymously. Um, I, some phone numbers here, they don't mind giving their names in here when they WhatsApp me. But in this instance, if there's a, you know, if you don't want your name to be there when you're expressing things, either in recording or in writing, then if you have your full name here and you don't want your name to be known, then email me with an anonymous email and send it to me that way. And most of you or many of you don't even have your name. When the WhatsApp comes up, I only see an initial. I have no idea who you are. And frankly, um, the Shiorim, even though it sounds insensitive, but it's really not, my main Nakuda is that these Shalom Bayis Shiorim only work well because of the fact that I trained myself over the last two years and to choose this volunteer years of the last 10 years before that not to be curious about individual people's lives and their and their and their lives and rather to to do the reverse respect the privacy because if i do that then when there is a, a confidential confiding where where someone confides in me confidentially then i zoom in and focus on the person as a person to explain this a little better just to understand it is i noticed this in the volunteer work and when I did my volunteer work, it was rare, but on occasion I actually met the person after a while. It was anonymous, correspondence, sometimes for years. Then finally, on their end, they wanted to meet, and I agreed, and we actually met. And when we met, they always said, you know, this is strange. So, But, but in a way, not strange. And I explained. It says, yes, the truth is, is I never met you till this moment, but it's the reverse because now I, I, I learned about you from the inside out. Most times when you know a person, first you see them, you interact with them, and then if you know them deeper and you could become friends and so on and so forth. Over here, the reverse. You see the panemius, you see the inner neshama of the person, sometimes for years in this volunteer work, or over here when there's correspondence, so that even if it ever happens when you meet that person, it's like you know them already. You're not... You know, there's no, you know, people ask, do you expect that I, sh I would look this way or not? I said, no matter what you would look like, I wouldn't be surprised about anything because I already know who, you know, a lot of who you are. So that is the idea. The purpose of this is not to, you know, know who you are. It's the teichen, the panemius of the neshama of the Indian. And it's, I believe, Letzer Klai Yisrael, because based on this feedback, somehow, and again, I have no authority whatsoever. I'm just a malakit, like I said. But the people who are listening or the feedback, and there's a way to get to the people who are involved in Chinuch to at least be aware of what is going on in the inner worlds of the men and women regarding this would help them better to educate and to be machanach. We're going to start the Mechta Beis. So it says in the Mechta Beis, and again, this letter also, some I'm going to read inside, some I'm just going to elaborate outside, that uh, he said that um, I spoke to you face-to-face, -face, and now I don't have time to speak, so now I'm going to write it down. And he says, again, this is again to married, after uh, the man is already married. 
he says, he acknowledges, I'm not, some, some concepts are similar to the first letter, so I'm just going to go quickly. He says that there's a lot of confusion in this area. People don't talk about it in a revealed way. And then the Gambis Seser Ein Medabrin Kefiat Zairech. This is the key of what I'm trying to say, and this is so true. Even when in Seser, one-on-one, privately, you don't speak about this the way you should. Because, and then that's why there's more confusion. And everyone makes, and what happens is everyone has their own concept of things. They make what's important, not important, what's not important, important. And many young married men get confused. And everyone is, and it causes a lot of mental anguish and spiritual anguish. And therefore, it's important to talk about this in the right way so that, because over here, specifically, there could be such confusion that could break the spine of the building of a house. It could destroy Shalom Bayes. Then he brings the stipler, that we mentioned a little bit of it in the previous year, that the stipler, the Kehlis Yaakov Zechet Tzadik Lavracha, he was upset. He said it's, it's, a, it's a lack, it's a, it's a mistake that you don't give to the young married man, men a clarity to know what's in front of them. Now, I'm going to say again, here, this in this letter, the Mechaber is saying the stipler's words of, yes, married men need to know about these things. But in other letters of the stipler, it's very, very clear. And again, you may say, oh, no, this is only when the Bachram wrote to him about their sexual struggles that he responded this way. But if you look at the letters clearly, it's clear that he felt that Bachram should know about this. Bachram should know about the reward of this, not just the einish of this, as we spoke about. So what he's saying here about married men, the stipend himself felt to a certain level, again, not explicit things, but to a certain level to be told to Bachram as well. And then he says like this, which is fascinating. He says with other types of isurim, like Lashon Hara or other things, you're not embarrassed. But, but this is a foundation of the house. But there's an embarrassment here. Now, some of the embarrassment is good. It means that you're modest about these matters, so you're uncomfortable talking about it. So that's a good mila, the fact that you have... It's not because you're ashamed. That's the real important part. When you're embarrassed, when you feel uncomfortable talking about sexual matters, even when they're important and you need to, the feeling of reserve of it is coming usually from a healthy place or should be coming from a healthy place. It's not that I believe sexuality is bad, but because it needs to be treasured, I and and it's so private and it's supposed to be private, I'm not comfortable talking about it. But the problem is, is that if you don't talk about it when you need to, it could create a tremendous hormon. So now we're up to where it says Ois Aleph on page seven, and Be'ezus Hashem, we're going to continue this in the next shir. Bracha and